Welcome to Time Out for Better Coaching, a podcast that goes beyond the X's and O's to explore the hows of coaching, how we relate to players, create stronger communities, and build healthy programs. Today on Time Out for Better Coaching, I'm really pleased to welcome Matt Pistol. Matt is a football coach at Bureau Valley High School in Illinois. It's a consolidated high school, fairly small place uh, in the northwestern corner of Illinois. I got to know Matt via Twitter when he posted this uh, really sort of stunning uh, piece about what it's like to go through tough losing times as a head coach. Matt's got a lot of experience. He's certainly had better days in his past, but He's had some difficult time, and uh, he was bold enough to, to write about it, and it generated a, a lot of likes, a lot of comments on Twitter, a lot of positive feedback, and so I was thrilled when Matt agreed to come on and, and talk a little about that post and, and what he's learned about um, when you're going through difficult times, when, when the winds aren't coming, um, and you, know, you, have to, you have to find a way to keep going. So Matt, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, Martin. I actually went back and after you reached out to me, listened to a lot of your podcasts and, and they're really great. And uh, I appreciate what you're doing for the coaching community. All these podcasts and things, anytime, you know, you can focus on uh, other than X's and O's, I think that that's something that a lot of times gets lost. And that's kind of where your podcast really focused. And I think it's been, it's a great resource for all of us for sure. Thank you very much. Well, let's dive right in and talk about this post. Uh, what started it? What, what motivated you to write it? Kind of what was going on at Bureau Valley when you wrote this? Uh, you know, I, I, you know, we had obviously a unique year with COVID and everything. We played a spring season, so we played from, I think we played our first game on uh, March 16th-ish range, and we completed our season about a month later. And so just, I do a lot of reflecting and obviously any coach, you know, you're always looking for, you know, what went well, what went wrong, and you're really reflecting on your program and where you need to go. And I think that's even, it's even deeper when you're a head coach that you're really looking at the whole picture of everything, you know, from how you handled practice to how you handled the kids and how you ran your program and the things that you did and how your assistants did. And it's just a total evaluation process. And all it's had is pretty sped up since we're already going on summer stuff already. Uh, this year. And so I just was doing a lot of reflecting and I just, those are just some things that really stuck out to me that were um, the big ideas I took from, you know, looking myself, I'm very critical myself uh, personally, as far as, you know, how I handled things. And, and a lot of those things I even think is as late as la- this, la- this spring when we had our season, I didn't do a very good job of, of leading those things and, and making those things happen. Some of them better than others, as far as building better people and, and driving the, the core values of our program, I think we do a pretty good job. And we do, we've made a significant amount of progress there. It's more the other things, you know, keeping things simple and, and correcting over changing, you know, um, my body language. Uh, you know, I think that um, I put so much pressure on myself. I'm, a, I'm an alma mater from Bureau Valley. You know, I, I, I grew up there, I live in the community. Um, most people, when I got the job, it felt like I was the guy that was going to kind of get us out of the, the doldrums where they were going to be. And that pressure, I feel like that pressure has got to me a little bit or got to me a little bit this spring 
to try, you know, the pressure of trying to get that thing turned around. And I, I think I let my body language show it. And I think, um, I think that my disappointment in that, even though it wasn't necessarily directed at the kids, I think they could pick up on it. And, and, and I, and I want to change that moving forward. So I'm, I'm going to be very aware of that going forward. I thought the body language point was really interesting because uh, I know when I'm coaching, uh, you know, we, 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 we lecture the kids about, uh, about being focused, about paying attention, about little details. Um, but if you're sending those messages verbally, but then in the course of practice, you're checking your iPhone, um, or you're not taking time to learn players' names, or, um, you know, you're turning your back to the players to have little side conversations that really have nothing to do with practice. You know, you can say this all you want, but your body language is telling a very different story. Yeah, sure. And I think where, where I failed uh, mainly was after games. Um, you know, we go into a game, you feel like you have a shot in a game and, you know, for whatever reason, you know, things aren't executed as well as they need to be on the field. There's mistakes that led to us losing. I feel like I let that in the pressure of trying to get that one win, that ever elusive, that ever elusive first victory as a head coach kind of gets me. And, um, you know, I think I showed it and I don't know if the kids picked up on it for sure, but I, I feel like they did. And I, and I feel like that's, uh, I have a responsibility to, you know, I did a much better job in my first season, keeping things positive and keeping things moving in the right direction. Um, and I think this year I put a little bit too much pressure on myself that ended up and affected us negatively um, on the field and, and what we were doing there. Uh, you also talk about you know, the toughest thing to develop is the ability to perform under pressure. And that's sure. such a, that's such a big thing. Um, you know, professional athletes pay, top dollar to you know psychologists and psychiatrists to help them get through that uh, mental part of the game when you're dealing with such formative young men and women as you are in high school um, what are the things that you're doing now to help them learn to deal with that pressure because obviously you feel it surely the kids feel it I mean no one feels worse after a loss than the guys in the locker room yeah uh, so how, do, how are you helping them deal with that now well, I think, you know, I kind of mentioned it in the post that, you know, confidence, I think, can be can be developed. Um, but, you know, we're just in a situation right now. You know, Bureau Valley is a history is a program. I mean, I've spent most of my high, my coaching career at Bureau Valley. We were in the 2000, from 2000 to 2010, we were one of the elite small school pro programs in the state. We had, I think we were in the playoffs nine out of 10 years. We had a state championship, a state runner-up, a semifinalist team, two other quarterfinalist teams. I think we won the conference eight out of 10 years. And then we had a few, we had some attrition with coaches and things and, and the talent kind of disappeared a little bit. And, and now we're just in the situation that these kids have grown up. The worst is the other teams are playing and are the teams that have the most talented kids. Right. And, and so these kids have grown up less talented than the people they're playing. And, and every single year they've in every single game, no matter what sport, baseball, basketball, football, whatever it might be, they're, they're losing, you know, and, and that plays into a psyche of a kid. So from a football perspective, you know, you get to you get a kid in a, a fourth and three situation, for example, and no matter offense or defense, and it's time to make a play. You know, what, what I've noticed is we get ourselves in those situations and we've lost before the play even starts because our kids lack the confidence to actually to actually feel like and, and, and have the ability to execute something. 
And so I think what the biggest takeaway and one thing we're talking about as a staff that we're going to try to do a lot better this year is, is put these kids in those types of situations, put them in fourth and threes, put them in third and eights, and even against a scout team and have something on the line about it. And then from at that point, you know, you run a segment that you might do that and have those situations scripted out and you put them in those. And if they're successful in practice, we go into the games, we run those exact same plays and they have the confidence then that they know that if they do what they're supposed to do, they'll be successful. And that gives them the confidence to be successful. You know, being able to perform under pressure, in my opinion, comes down to two things. It comes down to how talented you are more times than not. And it comes down to the confidence you have in the situation. And if, if we, we might not have the talent, but if we can have that confidence level and the kids are confident in what we're doing, and if they, they execute at a high level, they know we can get this done, that's going to put us in a lot better position. And so that's where our focus is now. And I think that, um, you know, that's important. And, you, and that can be replicated in any sport, in any realm. Um, just being able to perform under pressure is just about confidence and your ability to perform at a high level in that specific situation. And so we just got to do a better job of putting them in those situations and making them confident to be able to make a play when we need a play. You know, you also talked about, and you referenced it earlier about fundamentals and simplicity. And there's a, there's a, a field hockey coach that I know in Ohio who took over a program that was basically defunct. Um, she had 11 girls the year she took over. It takes 11 players to be on the field hockey team. And they just went out and got beat. You know, they lost. They did not win a game for the first three years. And she talked about setting little little goals. So um, it was things like, so when we play this school, instead of losing by 25 this year, we're going to lose by 15. Sure. You know, it was manageable little goals. Um, she described the first time that they finally scored a goal and her girl standing around in shock like, oh, my God, we scored a goal. What do we do? <laughs> um, yeah. uh, you know, when you're when you're working with young kids like this uh, who, who've gone through a lot of losing and, and don't have that confidence, what kind of goals are you setting for them to help them have the confidence? So when it's fourth and three with less than a minute to play and you've got to make a stop. Uh, they're yep. ready to do that. That's that's a great point, Martin. That's something that we're we're also focusing on is just the idea of um, not focusing on the the end result, you know. And it, that's a tough thing to do. And I feel like myself as the head coach lost that um, lost that a little bit this year because we felt like we had an opportunity to win a couple games and it didn't work out. And I put so much pressure on actually getting the win that we kind of lost the, and, and just trying to focus on those small victories, you know? And so and I, I, I try to come up with a theme every year. It's something I took from a legendary head coach that I, that I worked for for a couple of years. And I'm, I'm, I haven't quite figured it out yet as far as what it's going to be, but it's going to all, it's going to be about what are we going to do today to make ourselves better? What are going to be those small goals? And so, you know, we're, we're not going to, in, in 2021 fall season, we're not going to worry about Friday night. We're not going to, if it's Monday, we're not even going to worry about Tuesday. We're going we're gonna to worry about what we're going to do Monday to make ourselves better. And at the start of practice, you know, we're going we're gonna to do some things to try to make that very clear. Whether that be just talk to the kids about what we're planning on doing or what we want to get out of today, that might be. So everybody's on the same page. We're last Friday, and we keep stacking those days up. And that's something that we're talking about in the summer, just keep stacking the days, 
of getting yourself better. And as long as you're doing those things, and so that's a that's our big focus for 2021, as far as how we want to get better and be more process focused instead of end result focused. Uh, so one thing I've been kind of curious about, Matt, is when you put up a post like that, uh, you know, you have about 1,200 followers on Twitter. You got 2.5 thousand likes on that <laughs> post, and like seven. Yeah. You, know, like, you know, I've yet to put up a post that got double the number of followers that I've put on yeah. it. So that's, you know, clearly you touched a nerve with people. Um, and I'm sure that your players saw this. I'm sure your players' parents saw it. I'm sure the administrators at the school you work saw it. Absolutely. How did they react to that? You know, I, uh, it, was, it was awesome to get the, the type of response that I, I never expected it to, to reach that many people. I, I hope that it, that, you know, I did, I was actually, it was, I was pretty touched that I was reached out to by a lot of, a lot of other coaches in the same situation. And I think sometimes when you get in these situations, you know, it's, it's, you kind of think you're out on an island that no one else is dealing with the same things you're dealing with. And then when you actually put yourself out there and just kind of talk about some of the things that are, that are going on, you realize that there's a lot of people throughout the country that are, that are dealing with those things. And I don't, I actually also got reached out to by uh, a lot of some coaches that are having great success such as a school uh, just North of us, about 20 miles. It's a, it's a significantly larger school. They're, they're in the upper, half of the the state and they're a perennial power conference champion they're always in the quarterfinals of the playoffs and, and their head coach I I know him I don't know him very well he actually reached out to me and and really just mentioned how much how much um, those things that I mentioned that doesn't change whether you're losing or whether you're winning those things are exactly what he and he's preaching to his coaches and what they need to get better at as well but as far as our, our players and our in our in our our parents and um, you know I think I think we're pretty lucky in the fact that I don't have, I, I still have the community support. You know, we still have the community support. I think there's still some, um, there's, there's a lot of positivity still surrounding what's going on in the football program. And it's in it. And honestly, it's, it's not because what we're doing on the field. I mean, they, they, some of them probably think that I don't know what the heck I'm doing coaching football, but <laughs> I, I had that, but I, I had that experience think, too sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't hear those things, but I think the reason I don't hear those things is we put such a premium on building better people. And I truly, truly care about these kids. And I show that and I live that. And I, every single day um, that I'm around these kids, I talk to each individual one and I, and I make sure that they know that I care about them and I'm here for them. And I've, and I, and I live that. That's not, that's just not coach speak for me. And I think that more than anything has helped me, you know, with keeping the support that we do have. Um, and then as far as administration, I have, I have an unbelievable administration. I actually, um, played for two out of the three guys, my, my athletic director, I played for, uh, and then my superintendent that I also played for and actually coached a little bit with him. And so I have a really, really great relationship with them. They know where we're at and they know what we're doing with this program is the right things. Um, and they know that I'm doing everything and anything, uh, to try to get us to where we want to be. You know, it's just it's just a process and we're just in a cycle. You know, when you're in a public school in a rural area, um, you know, things are pretty cyclical as far as your kids go. Um, you know, there, our rival that's across the county in the 2000s, they really struggled as a school in football. Now this year, if we would have had if we would have had fall football, they were a no doubt state championship contender and, and, and they're going to be the same next year as well and it's just they're not very far away 15 miles away from us 
Um, and they they have the athletes right now and, it, and it's very cyclical in our area. And, and, um, you know, as long as I, I can sleep good at night, if, if I know that I'm, I'm running the program the right way and we're, I'm making an impact on these kids and we're making an impact and making them better because at the end of the day, you know, like I said in the post, you know, I did a thing. I usually like to bring in speakers on Thursday nights uh, to just talk to the team. And it's not, it's not, it's a, it's a pep talk, but you know, Thursday you play on Friday nights, you know, I'm not looking for a rah, rah type speech. I bring people in that are going to talk about life lessons that they've learned that they can take back and a lot of leadership things. We bring in prominent people from the community um, and, and have that done this year. I had an idea that, Obviously, we couldn't have them in person, so we, I reached out to a bunch of alum that I played with, that I coached in the early years when we were really, really good, um, when we were winning state championships and we were having a lot of success, and um, I, just, I just asked them, just, just talk about what Bureau Valley football meant to you, um, and I think I got 10 responses between emails, and, and a lot of them made videos uh, and sent them to me. None of them talked about all those victories. I mean, some of them, were, some of them lost one game in their high school career. Um, in four years, they lost one game while they're in high school. I mean, they, they won a lot of games, um, but that's not what they talked about. They talked about, you know, the, the memories they have with their, with their brothers, the guys that they're playing with. They talked about the life lessons and the way that's carried them into, into, uh, into life now. And I think that, that really resonated with me that as long as we continue to do that, we continue to build better people, um, we'll get better from a football standpoint as we continue to go. Um, everything else to take care of itself. Again, just trying to be very process oriented. And I think that, um, I think that that's a huge deal for us. You know, I think one of the things that strikes me, Matt, is there's a lot of negativity around sports in our society. Uh, I hear people who are not in coaching, um, who are not, who don't understand the pressures, the time commitment that goes into this. Um, yeah. and the realities of what you, you know, you you have to deal with and the amount of time it takes to build a, a, a program that competes, uh, forget titles, just being competitive. And yeah. so I hear a lot of people talking about, well, you know, sports is overemphasized. It's, it's, you know, we, we put too much money into it. We do this, we do that. Um, and when they talk about this, they're talking about, you know, the, the corruption gets reported, right? I'm a journalist by training. Um, you know, what am I more likely to write about? The coach that is illegally recruiting players and absconding money or the coach who's doing everything right? Well, I'm going to write about the coach who's, you know, doing everything wrong. And right. so it does tend to to magnify the negative in our profession. I, I was really smitten with the, the, the what you said about the number of people who are rallying around you, the coaches who are reaching out to you, um, the people who understand. Um, it really gives, um, it, it, it makes me feel better about something that I've come to believe, which is, you know, I really do think most people who are doing this at the high school level, and I can't talk about the college level, I don't know that world that well, I certainly can't talk about professional level, but at the high school level, the vast majority of people I meet are doing the right things day in and day out. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that that's, that's just Matt, because I mean, the wins and the losses, I mean, they're, that they're always going to be there, you know, regardless. And, they're, and that, that, those memories are going to fade, right? But what I really pride myself on, and I think, you know, most, I guess the older I get, I think when I was younger, I, I really, I really emulated coaches. And so, 
you know, the older coaches that I was really emulating, the people that are around me that I worked for and worked with, and then the, and, and then the college coaches and stuff that I would listen to and, and try to emulate always talked about those things. So I feel like I always did, you know, preach, you know, accountability and work ethic and, 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 and playing for the people next year and, and all the things that do have life carryover. But I don't think until now, you know, I'm 30, 35, almost 36, and I've got 12, 15 years of coaching experience under my belt that I've, that I finally started to see that those kids that I did coach in my younger years, you hear them then say the things that you said to them. You see them be successful in the real world. You see them have kids and become great fathers and stuff. And you know that you had an impact on that, that it really resonates that as long as you're doing the right thing. I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, I, I get so much joy talking to those guys and seeing them as, successful adults that 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 outweighs um i've even thought about like after a game we have a bad game i'm disappointed that we didn't play very well i need to call those guys because anytime i talk to them or see them i just am overwhelmed with how great i feel that i made a positive impact on them and, you know and it makes all of this very purposeful and it, and it makes it kind of puts it all into perspective that that you're going to win games you're going to lose games everybody is um and everybody's going to go through good times and bad times and and um at the end of the day, if you're able to make a positive impact on people, um, there's nothing more rewarding. And if you've experienced that, um, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, last question that I'd have for you, Matt. Uh, we, we have a couple of things in common. We both coach football. Uh, I don't have anywhere near your experience, uh, but, but we're in the same circle. Um, the other area that we are similar is that uh, neither one of us are quote unquote full-time coaches. You have a full-time job outside of coaching. Uh, coaching is not my full-time job. Um, what do you think are the benefits of being a coach and having to work a job outside of that profession? Um, I, you know, I think honestly, I get a little bit better or a little bit more perspective on on real world experiences. You know, I work in a manufacturing setting that, you know, the, the parallels between trying to motivate and and build a team and to work on projects is is absolutely the same thing as it is trying to build a football team. And there's so many parallels between those things that what I what I've learned as a football coach, I absolutely apply to what I do to, to manage 90 people. Um, and then vice versa, the things that I'm learning here as far as being a leader and managing people helps me be a better boss as far as a head coach to my assistants. It helps me do a better job as far as um, organizing practice in our program and, and, and taking care of the off the field things that we need to take care of. And then I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't have any parents of my kids that I work that work for me, but I'm, but I see that I get that feeling from those guys on the floor. They talk to me about their kids and coaches and I get that perspective from them. And I think, you know, teachers sometimes, um, I think the probably the biggest thing it's just popping in my head now that, you know, I don't coach football, you know, there's a lot of really, really great teachers that are football coaches. So I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, sure. but I, I do it because I love coaching football. Uh, and there are people out there that, that coaching is still is, is a job to them. Um, they get paid for it. It's part of it. It goes into their pension package if they're a teacher and, and all of those things. And there are coaches out there that, can get into a mindset that they might start to love it, but they might, as the time aspect picks up or, every, or they get a little bit more responsibility, it might become more of a job to them. To whereas me, 
I do this because I love it. I fall asleep every single night to a, to a coach's clinic. My wife makes me sleep on the couch because she doesn't want to watch that stuff. So I fall asleep on the couch. I mean, I, I literally eat, sleep and breathe this. And it's what I, what I love to do in my, my spare time. And I think it, it can change that. It changes that perspective. I, I don't have to do this. I make really good money in my, my role. I, I don't have to coach football. And so each and every day I'm thankful. I just have this opportunity because not being a teacher um, hindered my ability to be the head coach of Bureau Valley sooner, to be honest. Um, I would have been the head coach two years sooner, in my opinion, if, if I was a teacher. I'm not. Um, I got a really good opportunity when I got it, and I'm thankful that I have it. And I'm, I'm living a dream that I didn't think was possible 10 years ago, you know, 15 years ago when I decided not to be a teacher. Um, and, and um, you know, I'm just thankful to be in this position. And a lot of that is, you know, motivates me to work harder and, and to do more. Um, you know, Matt, you've got a huge fan in Bureau Valley football now in Fredericksburg, Virginia. I'm looking forward to watching you and your boys uh, uh, strap it on this fall and, and follow you guys along and see how you do. But more importantly, um, watching your young players mature and grow yeah. uh, and seeing where Absolutely. they're going in life. Um, anything you would like to add uh, before we sign off? Um, you know, I would just, you know, those, those of you that are out there in similar situations to me, you know, just keep going to work every day. Keep, keep going after it. And again, keep it as positive and fun experience. We went, we've been on 14 in the last two years. I had two kids that came up to me after our first game. And I think we got beat like 35 to nothing. They told me they'd never had any more fun playing any sports ever. We lost 35 to nothing, but that experience was still something that they'll take with them forever. And don't lose don't lose sight of, of the impact in, in the, the experience that the kids are having and what you can do to set them up for the rest of their lives to have, to be better fathers, to be better sons, to be better contributors to society. And I think that that's uh, something I've struggled with and it's hard to keep in perspective as we all want to win, especially if you're coming from a guy who has coached in a state championship game um, to go 0-14 in two seasons as a head coach is not how I envisioned it. Um, but at the same time, um, I know I've, I've got, I've developed relationships with kids that are going to be long lasting and, and are going to help them become better people. And, and that's, that's more rewarding than any victory you'll ever give me. Matt Pistol, head coach at Bureau Valley High School in Illinois. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Martin.